Welcome to Commercial Property Insights by Altus Group. In our first episode of 2022, Robert Hayton, UK President of Altus Group, discusses the upcoming changes to business rates in England following the recent technical consultation. Discover more about the impact of increasing the frequency of revaluations, rates relief to support property improvements, administrative changes to the system, and government support for investments in green initiatives. Robert, I wanted to catch up with you today to discuss the looming changes to business rates in England. A technical consultation closed on the 22nd of February. That set out how the government intends to give effect to a number of measures arising from its review late last year. It covered a number of areas such as measures to enable more frequent revaluations, a new improvement relief and support for investment in green and plant machinery as well as other administrative changes. Are you supportive? In a word, yes. Broadly supportive, I suppose I'd say. I take the view that there's that the reward for the changes is a more accurate list that's valued more frequently with a swifter appeal system. So that incorrect assessments for our clients and for ratepayers more generally can be resolved quickly. And I think that's got to be at least potentially worth the administrative burden that the shortened appeal window will place upon ratepayers. I previously, I would say warmly welcome the announcement of the new improvement relief and the support for investment in green plant and machinery and the decarbonisation of buildings that came out of the business rates review last year. It's worth me just pointing out again that these matters were central to our own five-point manifesto for change. So broadly supportive. The problem I have is that there's simply not enough detail coming out of the technical consultation to reassure me of sound and engaged implementation at this stage. I think the government are aspiring to deliver too much too quickly. They're not learning from the lessons of the past. And if they rush into the changes they're proposing to make, I think that there will be problems for ratepayers who are unable to access the appeals process in the way that they should be able to. You've issued a fairly stark warning there, Robert. Are you optimistic that the government and the Valuation Office Agency will get this right? Government have shown recently that they're in listening mode. Previously warned government against fees for making challenges. We warned them about fees for making transparency requests. We warn them about further restrictions to appeal rights and curtailing the claims that that people can make for material changes in circumstances. So they're certainly listening and they are taking account of what's being said to them. And we're going to continue with high level discussions with the catchily named Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities. And we want to seek a collaborative approach with the Valuation Office Agency. I think if provided they continue to listen and continue to take on board helpful and healthy critique, then yes, I think they can get it right. But they need to work with us, not against us. Tell me about some of your concerns. A cut-off in challenging your assessment can't be a good thing, can it? I think we've got to accept that to get the good things out of the changes, so a shorter revaluation cycle, there are going to have to be some changes to the way that it's processed. And one of the most contentious changes is this cutoff for making challenges in the first place. The reason that government and the valuation office want a cutoff is so that they can collect together all of the challenges that people have been making and then consider like with like. So consider 
all appeals on offices in a certain location at the same time as all other appeals on offices in that same location. It'll be much more efficient for them to administer and it should end up with a fairer outcome for ratepayers. So this is going to create a new cliff edge. Is that really workable? It's going to be tight, I think, for ratepayers to put themselves in the position that they've considered whether or not a challenge could be made, pull together all the information they need to make that challenge and then make it within three months. Of course, three months doesn't really mean three months. It's three months from the start of the list. Before that, you'll have a period during which the draft list is available to consider. And that's going to be at least three months before the start of the list. So in effect, we've got six months to work with. And we've got three years within which to prepare for those new rules to come into effect. So it's potentially workable, but it is going to be challenging. And how challenging it is depends entirely upon the policy relating to what government is calling transparency. And that transparency is basically how much information are they going to make available to ratepayers about why their assessment has been set at the level that it has been set. What comparable evidence have they considered? Um, And if that's made available to ratepayers, it gives them a really good head start in considering whether or not the assessment that they've been given is right or wrong and whether it could be challenged. If they're not provided with enough information, if there's no transparency or very little transparency, I think the whole revised system will be called into question in terms of its workability. So going from no cutoff like there is now to a really short window in one foul swoop doesn't seem very reasonable to me. I think that's the crux of the issue as we see it. Governments has announced this policy that they're going to move to a, a three-year cycle and the payoff for that is that there need to be some changes, one of which is this shortened window within which to make a challenge. I think they're trying to make too much change happen too quickly. And as I said, around the transparency issues, we know that they're proposing for there to be this three-month cut-off, effectively six months from publication of the draft list, but we don't know anything about what those transparency measures will look like. I think a much more sensible measure would be to try and do this in a couple of stages. So for the 2026 rating list, bring in a deadline, but bring it in at six months or nine months after the compilation of the list. Give ratepayers 12 months from publication of the draft list to consider all of the evidence, to see how the transparency measures are working. And then for the next list, for the 2029 list, aim to move to that three-month window. And that would allow for review and input from all the stakeholders as to how the system has worked for the 2026 list but it wouldn't bring in these really kind of tight, draconian measures too quickly. And what we want to ensure is that the new system works for everybody. And I think there's a real danger that by bringing in this really tight deadline in 2026, you could end up with a load of ratepayers unable to challenge their rates assessment. This isn't a pilot scheme. People will be paying their property taxes based on the assessments produced by the valuation office in the 2026 list. And if they haven't got enough time because it's all been rushed in, they're going to be prejudiced financially because of that. If one of the objectives of the reform is to speed up the resolution of challenges, why will there be a much longer statutory deadline for their actual resolution? The VOA currently has a target to respond to 90% of challenges within 12 months of the challenge being made. 
there's a statutory drop-dead date, as it were, of 18 months after which challenges would go to appeal. During the last two financial years, performance has been well below target. And the latest figures show that just 43% of all business rates challenges made during 2020-2021 were resolved compared with its own targets. What the new proposals will do is effectively extend the statutory time limit from 18 months to the end of the list, so effectively 33 months. It's a three-year list, that's 36 months, you've got three months to make your challenges, so you've got 33 months. I think we have to expect that most challenges are going to be cleared well in advance of that new backstop deadline, but statutorily speaking, there'd be no legal requirement to do so. And we know that VO performance to date has been below target. I think there really is a challenge that it will potentially take on average much longer for challenges to be settled than currently exists. I think this is an area where we would like to see more transparency in terms of the VO's performance. Isn't it imperative that the reforms lead to a rectification of incorrect assessments far more quickly than it currently does? If all of these baskets of reforms and changes and all the new burdens are going to have the confidence of ratepayers? It's got to work, hasn't it? I think that's I think that's absolutely right. If the changes don't work, then ratepayers will lose confidence in the system. I take the view that the current statutory provision should, and, and in fact it can, be significantly reduced to 12 months after the close of the window for compiled list challenges, at least for the bulk classes and the, uh, and the properties where there's lots of information. If they can do that, if they can clear the bulk of them, quickly, then it's going to allow the valuation office longer then to focus their resources on the next revaluation. Shorter revaluation cycles mean that they are doing revaluations more frequently. They're maintaining the two-year AVD. That's to say that the valuation date that new assessments will be based on will continue to be two years before the start of the list. So they're going to be constantly in a mode of valuation and defensive valuations. So the quicker they can get through those challenges, the quicker they can move on to the next list. The government announced a new relief to support investment in property improvements. The government say the intent of that is to enable businesses to adapt to meet rising demand, make improvements to their premises and also enhance productivity as employees return to the workplace. These measures will come into effect next April for 2023. That's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? I think so. I, but I, again, I think the policy has been ill thought out and it's and it's pretty cumbersome. Uh, for example, a, a redevelopment scheme which takes a property out of the rating list, but which after substantial redevelopment, the property is brought back into rating is specifically excluded. Why? That doesn't make any logical sense. The policy is property improvement focused and not focused on the hereditament. It's ill thought out. Why, for example, would a a newly created property, a newly created hereditament formed from an inferior predecessor be even thought of as being potentially excluded? That's, you know, they they are property improvements which should come with the scope of the new rules. Also, the procedure for claiming relief seems pretty cumbersome to me. Ratepayers must be satisfied that the improvements that they will make will not result in a positive rateable value change without relief before the commencement of the works. So they've got to kind of take a punt that their works will be excluded before they do the works. There's, there's 
there's an absence of certainty, I think. And I think that will put off some property owners from making some improvements. I know you've said many times in the past that it would have been unthinkable for the government to head into last year's COP26 climate conference, still penalising the investment of green technology. The new support in this regard must have pleased you. Yes, this is something that we've been calling for a long time. And I think it's really logical that that you encourage the use of green technology and the decarbonisation of buildings through the business rates system and applaud the exemptions from business rates from April 2023 until 2035. That's great news. But the criteria and the application just aren't clear or clear enough at this point in time in what a really complex area of rating. So I think a little bit more can be done there. I'm sure we'll catch up again soon and hopefully things will become a little bit more clearer. Thank you for listening to Commercial Property Insights by Altus Group. Tune in next time for the latest developments in commercial property and business rates in the UK. Don't forget to subscribe and share.